Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Happy Tuesday to you all. All right, now we know some of the issues going on with Arizona basketball. Let's get started on how we can correct them as a team right here. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, we don't want to be chicken little in the sky is falling here because the sky is not falling. Arizona basketball is still very, very good, as we know, as everybody knows out there. But there are obviously some issues that this team does need to address. Um, first, um, this while a very good team, and again, a commendable, commendable job by Tommy Lloyd and what he's been able to do out here. The one thing about this squad is the this is a team that let's just be honest here. Um, this is a team that um, lacks athleticism. Not only do they lack athleticism, they lack um, the ability for guys to be able to take somebody off the dribble. That's why I think Kylan Boswell is kind of such an anomaly out there because you watch Kylan Boswell and you're like, whoa. This guy can do some things out there. This guy can do some things off the dribble. And I think that's where um, that's where I think he's fascinating. Now, where you do get uh, where you do get in where it does get interesting is what do you do about it? Because again, Tommy Lloyd has shown at Arizona that you know he can recruit, but a lot of these guys that he's recruiting are role players. And when you watch these teams, these are role player type. Uh, these are role player type situations here. These are players who um, you watch them, and you know Pella. Let's let's use Pella Larson for an example. Pella, first of all, take it for what it's worth because I was wrong on Pella. But there are some issues though with Pella because again, Pella is limited, and I don't want to pick on Pella because there's a lot a lot of players that were worse. But he's just kind of a perfect example here. Pella can get you twelve points, four or five rebounds two or three assists, but he's never going to take over a game. That's just not, that's just not who he is. That's just not, uh, that's just not in the cards for him really. Now, I think when you look at him though, he's a solid player, Courtney Ramey. Let's use another example. And again, Doug Gottlieb has told me this multiple times before where he says, you know, he says there are no pros in the, uh, there are no pros in the transfer portal. And he's exactly right about that. So you're going to get players that do have some flaws. Now, I do think that this is a squad that, uh, you know, um, you watch them and uh, you need a next level player. Courtney Ramey has shown that he's been enticing many, many times because when you when you watch him, you're like, oh, all right. Well, wow, that was easy. That looked a little bit different. But then he kind of goes back to being the same, uh, kind of goes back to being the same dude. Um, that's not what, that's not what you really want. That's not what this team needs. You look at, uh, Kirk Risa. again, Kirk Risa, um, he gets beat up a lot. I think probably fit pretty unfairly me, <coughs> mainly because, you know, he's a lightning rod. He talks a lot, but, um, I think what annoys a lot of people though, is that uh, yes, while he talks a lot, 
he doesn't really uh, a lot of times he doesn't really back it up. He's not that good. Um, now I think where uh, and then you look at some of the other guys. Umar Ballo, love Umar Ballo, but uh, Umar Ballo is not a star. Umar Ballo will never be a star. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you're going to be somewhat limited. The only real star on this team is Azulis Tabellis. Um, I know, you know, it feels uh, feels weird to say, but again, Zoo is uh, Zoo struggled a little bit for sure at times. But Zoo Zoo's a star. If you drop forty, you're a star. Um, but you average, you lead the league in uh, rebounds and uh, re- touchdowns, rebounds and points. You're a really, really good player. There's a lot to like about you, but. Again, that's basically, that's just one player. And then, you know, you look at the other, you know, you look across the roster, that's essentially it. So Tommy Lloyd has got to get more athletic and he's got to get, not only get more athletic, he's got to get more dynamic. And what I mean by more dynamic is guys that you could get him the ball and you could basically say, all right, dude, get out of the way. We're about to score right here. Um, I'm about to score right here. Arizona doesn't have really guys like that. At the beginning of the game, you saw how much easier it is when you do have somebody like that, though, because, uh, because again, you had Azulis Tabellas that was essentially scoring at will. It just makes everybody's life a lot easier. So what do you do about it? Well, um, first of all, for next year, I don't have any crystal balls, so I'm not going to sit here and make any guarantees. But it also would not surprise me, though, if a bunch of players came back to uh, if a bunch of players did come back to Arizona from this roster. I don't know how many. Who knows? Maybe everybody that can can uh, will come back. I don't know that. I'm not exactly sure on that one. But it wouldn't surprise me. Hint, 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 hint. Wouldn't surprise me. But you still again you got to you got to address some issues. Now, first guy you got coming in, KJ Lewis. I'm a big fan of KJ Lewis. I think he's underrated. I think that people have been sleeping on him from day one. Um, and uh, but I also don't think that he's going to come in and be Gilbert Arenas immediately, though either. I think that he's going to. Uh, I think, excuse me. I think he's going to take a little bit of time. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that he's going to take a little bit of time. Um, now, uh, um. Now, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this a little bit. Um, now, with uh, KJ Lewis, he comes in. He can be a dynamic uh, shooting guard. He can be a dynamic. Uh, he'd be a dynamic playmaker. Um, but again, he's going to take a little bit of time. I don't know where you're going to get that player. I don't know that there's a quick fix. Now, again, I think the uh, I think the uh, the thing that's also uh, thing that's going to be interesting about this squad though is if you bring everybody back can you win a title with this roster um this team has shown because again we can't be prisoners of the moment here um we can't be prisoners of the moment but we also need to you know talk about does this team have it because again they play they've played very well against good teams and um they play very well against very good teams, so there's that, but they also can play down. That shows you that there is a margin for error that this team doesn't own that maybe some other teams, and we were talking about it, and I think basically every Lute Olsen team for about 20 years would uh, knock this team out um, because they just have better athletes. They got to get better athletes, and I think if Tommy Lloyd got better athletes, they would be even uh, better, but, you know, it's going to take – I. 
I think the 2024 class is going to be that class. Um, and, but again, that's going to take a little bit of time. So um, let's talk a little bit about 2024 then, and then we're going to work our way backwards. Uh, you got Jamari Phillips coming in. That's a great start. Top 35 shooting guard out of California. Um, and uh, good player. Um, probably a two or three year guy. Good athlete. Good. That's the guy you want guys like Jamari Phillips in there. And then you're probably going to get Carter Bryant. Carter Bryant's one of the top five players in the country. Six foot eight, do it all wing. Got a little bit of Jason Tatum in it. Uh, and uh, got a little bit of Jason Tatum in him. Um, he can come in and he can be a difference maker athletically, lengthwise, skill wise from day one. Um, and I think with uh, with Arizona, the one thing that you got though is that you have to be able to um, you have to be able to get in there and get just get some raw run and jump athletes. Um, if you can get some run raw, raw run and jump athletes, that makes things easier because Tommy Lloyd's style is so good that I think all he needs is just a little bit of help on the perimeter from an athletic perspective. And I think things start to take off a little bit, but you got to get that. And again, talking about the heavy European influence, um, I'm totally cool with euros. No problem bringing in euros. Um, but I think the one thing with euros though, is that some, you have no clue when, how they're going to develop. Let's take Henry Vasar, for example. I like big Henry, one of the peaks, Uh, big fan of Henry Vasar, but at the same time, though, he's going to take a little bit of time. Um, you can certainly tell with uh, you can certainly tell with uh, with Vasar that you know he while he's good and uh, while he's good, he is uh, he's raw. He's not a great athlete, and not only not a great athlete, um, you know he's he's just you know he's not a difference maker immediately. Tommy Lloyd needs guys that can come in and be. 14 and eight, something like that. And be physical in the process. Cause that's the other thing you look at this team and while they're skilled and I think Tommy Lloyd has done a fantastic job with them. They're also, I don't know that they're the toughest team in the world. Like Kerr is kind of fake tough. Um, you know, Pella is physical, but I don't know that he's tough. Zoo isn't tough. Uh, I think Ballo's tough, but at the same time, I don't know. Ballo's got a ton of skill. So that kind of leaves you wait. That kind of leaves you wanting there a little bit. So both of the both of these things need to be addressed. Now, Lloyd, I will say this. First of all, Lloyd's A plus higher. I would hire him 10 days out of 10. I will, I am a little surprised that he hasn't had a little bit more uh uh success on the recruiting front. I thought that he would do that. I thought that he would have some success there. And he's uh he just really hasn't um uh he just really, you know. He hasn't been able to get him. Cody Williams is a perfect example. You should have been able to get Cody Williams, a kid that you prioritize out of Phoenix. You got to be able to get. Um, you can't be losing that kid to Colorado. That's essentially never happened before. You can't let that happen. You just can't let that occur. Um, but I think that he's also learning as a coach as things go. And that's what I like about Tommy Lloyd at the same time. I think that, you know, he doesn't have all the answers. He knows that he doesn't have all the answers. So, He's learning and he's kind of learning and, you know, we're watching it in, uh, in process, but you also got to remember though, that he has the most wins in college basketball history over the first, uh, uh, over his first two years. Now, one thing that we don't have to worry about though, is built bar. You look at the big, strong players out there. You think to yourself, all right, built bar. Um, 
Built Bar is uh, Built Bar is where it's at. Built Bar is the strong. Built Bar is the uh, Built Bar is very very good stuff. Built Bar is um, that's where you want. That's where you leave the gym and you say to yourself, "Man, I want to go. Uh, I don't want to get something pasty and chalky that you know tastes like deodorant. I want to get something that tastes good, something with protein." Check it out, Built Bar. Very good stuff. Um, and you can get it at your local GNC. The great John Schuster likes uh, the blueberry. I like the uh, I like the blueberry as well. Either one of them. You can't go wrong. Check it out, Built Bar. All right. We're going to take a quick break with you. We're going to come right back, though, and then we're going to talk about what, the, what Arizona can count on these players on the roster going forward and what to be expected next year. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, time to talk about a little bit about next year. Can any of these players take make that jump? You look at, we've talked about it before, Julius Tabellas, for example. Um, you know, made a huge jump. We've seen players under the Tommy gun make big jumps. Uh, C- Christian Coloco, Ben Matherin, uh, in that first year under the Tommy gun. Then you've got uh, a Julius Tabellis. Uh, you got a Julius Tabellis there as well. Big jump from year two to year three. Can somebody make that? Um, on this team, I, well, I guess let's just go player by player. Um, I don't see it with Kirk Creesa. I think with Kirk Creesa, it is what it is at this point. Um, going to get you about 12 points, five assists, not going to shoot very well. Um, and not only not going to shoot very well, um, he is a player who is, uh, you know, you're kind of limited. I don't know how far you're going to go with him as being one of your main guys. I think he can be a piece, but I don't think that he's going to ever be the player that you're going to go far with. And you know what? That's all right. That's not the worst thing in the world right there. Um, But he is limited. I think we all know that. Uh, Pella Larson. Pella's interesting because, again, and again, my bad, Pella. I was uh, I was wrong. I was wrong on Pella. Pella's much, much better than I, uh, than I thought he was. And so I will – I'll certainly say that. But at the end of the day, though, I think it's also uh, I think it's also um, a I think it's fair to say that he probably can't really handle the ball. Um, And not only can he not handle the ball to a certain extent, um, he is a um, he is a uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, he can get some baskets. He's enticing, but. You're always kind of wanting a little bit more. And again, I think he's a little bit like that Kirk Kreese. Although I do think he has higher upside than Kirk Kreese. I think he could average 13, 14 a game, five, six assists. Because again, he's a pretty good uh, secondary uh, facilitator, even though I don't like him dribbling more than two dribbles. We've been over this, Pella. Um, now, 
so there's kind of that both. I think that's kind of the upside. Ballo, I think, is kind of what he is. And that's not a bad thing because again, Big Umar was 15 and 7. Um, it's been 14 and 7 this year. He's been a good player. He's been, quite frankly, he's been better than anybody could have imagined. And anybody that said they wanted more out of Umar Bello, I say poppycock. You didn't want more out of Umar Bello. He's given you more than you expected out of Umar Bello. So again, with Umar, but again, Umar is going to be limited because Umar doesn't have great hands and he's slow-footed. And he's kind of just a, he's a plotter. And again, it's not a, I don't mean that necessarily in a negative light, but he's definitely a plotter. He's definitely got some, uh, He's definitely got some issues that, you know, will that need to be addressed or that I don't know that can be addressed like so much. So many of the guys on this team um, now uh, with uh, with this squad, though, with this squad, it's um, that's kind of where you're at. Kylan Boswell, though, is the one that I think could make that next leap to being a star. Um, Kylan Boswell is a player who. Um, it's Kylan Boswell is a Kylan Boswell is a guy who is, um, I think it'd be an all conference player. He can get after the, he can get after the play. He can get after the offensive player. He can, uh, on defense, he can make the three love seeing the three from him. Big fan of the three point shot. Keep doing that Kylan. And I think he's also a pretty good underrated facilitator as well. The Tommy Gunn talked about how coming into the year that he thought that Kylan Boswell could be one of the best players in school or in, uh, uh best point guards in school history. I laughed at that. I still don't believe it, but. Every time you watch Boswell, he's a little bit better. He's a little bit better. He's a little bit better. And you start wondering. Now, if there's a place where you could bet on this, FanDuel is where you would bet on it. All right. Check it out. FanDuel.com backslash locked on. All right. Here's the deal with FanDuel. Great deals going on because you got to remember with FanDuel that – um, you, your basketball season is in high gear. You got the playoffs coming up. You got the uh, end yet March madness right around the corner. We're in March in case you didn't know. And FanDuel is here to help you out again. Uh, live in game props, you name it. They've got it. FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All kinds of good stuff. All right. Now, we're going to talk about a couple of the players that I think a lot of people wonder what their futures are next. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, now, let's talk about um, some of the guys. Adama Ball hasn't played this year very much. I like Adama Ball, but again, I would like Adama Ball to redshirt. I think that he's got some real potential, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. Nothing wrong with it. He's only 18 years old. Um, Dylan Anderson. I'm a big fan of Dylan Anderson and Henry Vesar. I like both the peaks. Um, the peaks to me are the two players that I think can grow the most this offseason. I think they're both going to be good. Again, not next level athlete types, but I think they're both going to be above average starting big men in the Pac-12. And it wouldn't surprise me if Big Henry is starting next year and Dylan Anderson is the first peak off the bench. Now, again, maybe Tabellas comes back, maybe he doesn't. At that pace, you'd have four peaks. But right now, I think you're looking at three or four peaks right there. But I like both of them. Um so those are kind of now Philly B. I don't know what to expect out of Philly B. I do know that Tommy Lloyd likes him, but I think Philly B is going to take a little bit of time. Um, looks a little, you know, looks a little slow out there. 
but he's also very well put together for a guy that age. And I trust Tommy Lloyd with his evaluations of European players, because quite frankly, Tommy Lloyd deserves that when it comes to his evaluation of players. All right. Now, Coming up tomorrow, we're going to start getting you ready for the Pac-12 tournament because it's right around the corner. We'll be live and on assignment there at the Pac-12 tournament starting Thursday at 6 for the University of Arizona. But as always, appreciate you all. Um, this is the time of the year, Wildcat fans. You know, again, Arizona's 25-6. and six. That's good. That's not bad. So again, it also, remember, it's always is cool to be a Wildcat fan. We will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. You've been listening to Locked on Wildcats.